Yeah, I definitely realized how much my entire being and my entire life is affected by my gut. I didn't realize my happiness, my serotonin, my dopamine, um, my sleep is all affected by my gut. For me, I realized how, um, how simplicity is happiness. My, my first thought was, oh, I could get used to this. that if they think that they're not the right person for this, they are. Before I came here, I called Eloisa and I said, I don't know if I'm the person for this trip. I don't know anything about wellness. I just take pretty pictures on my Instagram. And she was like, as long as you're open, you're the right person. And when I got here, I still was so nervous that what if I wasn't the right person? And then I realized this was the right experience for me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Power of Your Voice podcast. And I'm your host, Mike Murphy, and super happy that you are here today. Um, we're sitting here at Mounds of Hope. My partner here with Tim James, and he also has another company called Chemical Free Body. And we just concluded a beautiful retreat this week. And in a moment, I'm going to introduce you to two beautiful New York City influencers that came all the way down here to experience Columbia and to experience mountains of hope. But before I do, I ask that if you hear something powerful today that somebody that might need it, please share it with them because that's how we help one another. And if you like the show, please subscribe. We appreciate the likes. But most importantly, we are here to serve and to help others. So if there's something that you, resonates with you that thinks you think it might help someone dear to you, please share it with them. And without further ado, from New York, we have the two greatest influencers that have ever come to Mountains of Hope, Lindsay and Kushi. Welcome. Thank you Thank for you. having us. Thank you so much. So I have to ask you girls. First of all, have you ever been out of the... Well, I know you probably have, but Lindsay, have you ever been out of the United States? I have definitely been out of the United okay. States. And when you arrived at Mountains of Hope and just kind of feel for it and all that, what was your impression of the nature or the beauty of this place? Oh my gosh, that it was stunning and that I could stay here forever. <laughs> my, my first thought was, oh, I could get used to this. I mean, everything is so carefully curated in a way that you feel comfortable, you feel safe. It's also beautiful everywhere you look. I mean, it, 10 out of 10. How about the weather? The weather. How am I supposed to go home to New York after this? <laughs> Especially now. This is like the most sunshine I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, I used to have low vitamin D. I, I doubt I do now. Oh, <laughs> I think I'll get that checked when I get home. The weather has been amazing. So warm every day. And even if there's like a slight drizzle, it's so quick. It's like the perfect time to go get like a 10-minute nap or a green juice and then come right back outside. Beautiful. Gushi, how about you? So you're from India originally. Mm -hmm. What city? I'm from New Delhi. Okay. And how does... Mountains of Hope, Medellin, the Andes Mountains compare with India and New Delhi? Um, well, in comparison to New Delhi, it's poles apart, but I feel like there are pockets of India that remind me of Mountains of Hope and Colombia in general. Like when I was, the first day I was uh, hiked up the steps of heaven, uh, <laughs> I felt like I was back home in like the, the Hima Himachal Pradesh, which is a state in India. Um, and I think what India lacks is... Um, the marketing for how beautiful it is, uh, but you find pockets of like, you have seas, you have oceans, you have mountains, you have deserts, you have absolutely everything that you can like ask for, but it yeah. felt like I was back home. Beautiful. So that was really nice. Before I give the microphone to Tim and ask, have him ask you a question, 
couple mornings early, I saw you out walking the labyrinth. What was that like for you? Well, the first day when I was here, uh, I realized that there's the the purpose of the labyrinth here is to get answers that you don't know um, are even questions in your head yet. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with like what you're going through underneath uh, in like that inner voice, that inclination or like that inkling that you have about something, but you don't know if that's your true calling. And I just wanted to kind of like spend some time in silence uh, and let that inner voice have a little bit more loudness. Uh, I wanted to tap into that, uh, even just get in touch with my own thoughts, um, get answers to questions that I needed, you know. So it, that's why I was spending some time in there. Beautiful. Tim? All right. So, again, we loved having you gals both here and sharing your energy. And, um, you know, the question I have for you, I've got two questions. We'll do the first one. You guys will go through, and then we'll come back for the second one. So the first one was... I know you guys, I don't know what your intentions were coming here, but what was the education like? Especially just, let's just talk about um, the food side of things. Mm. What, did you, what did you learn in the education of the food? I feel like I learned more about nutrition here than I have my entire life. And I love that you were able to take something that usually in a textbook is really hard to understand. And it's very clear that you are extremely knowledgeable and like smarter than anyone I've ever met on these topics. But you break it down in a way where someone like me who doesn't know any of those terms can understand it. And you also made it where it seems fun. You made nutrition seem like, okay, I'm kind of excited to go home and do these kind of things. Like mm -hmm. the little metaphors you did about today, the sniper rifle with one of the tinctures. Vitamin I'm like, D3. Yes. I'm like, you know, okay. Like that makes it fun. I can understand that. I can really take that into my subconscious. Where before when someone's like, eat your veggies, I'm like, okay, great. Where I just think you have a really good way of explaining something to someone, but also making it where it's achievable for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And Kushi, how about you? Um, I think, to Lindsay's point, uh, a lot of the times we study these concepts when we're growing up, uh, and to see a real-life example of, you know, people who are like, for example, you, when I saw you and I did not know that you were above 50 because you don't look like it, and I was like, which means it works, mm -hmm. and that means I need to trust it. Um, and I am, anyway, like a healthy, you know, eater on most days, but also it made me um, in some ways challenge myself. And I like doing that because I feel like discomfort is where growth happens. Um, so also just giving in like, I have this quote that I like to live by. It's every temptation resisted is a brick laid in the architecture of your character, mm. which means like every time that my mind wants to be like, oh, I'm craving sugar and I go directly to it. That's just the instant grat gratification. I didn't challenge myself or stop myself, which means another time when I actually am in a place where I can grow and I find the immediate, you know, like this is what go is going to make me feel better. That's what I mean. Like everything that you kind of patiently work towards will have better results in the end. Um, so sometimes like that effort that goes into it uh, will reap better results. So that's what I felt like I learned within these like seven days of practicing a relatively much healthier diet. Um, I felt like I'm going back a very healed soul. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, you know, one thing that's cool about Mountains of Hope is we, we grow a lot of the food here. Yeah. Right. And so, and thanks for your comments on the, uh, the education and stuff. Um, so, but now the actual food, like we had green juices served twice a day. Um, we had a lot of fresh food. There were sprouts here. Um, and we mixed in a few Colombian 
type dishes. What was the what was the food experience like for for you, Lindsay? Extremely fresh. I don't think I've ever had anything so fresh, especially not in New York. Every meal, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know fruits and veggies could taste like this. I remember the first time I ate one of the cherry tomatoes. I was like, this tastes like candy mm-hmm. compared to the tomatoes I have at home. And now I don't want to go back to those tomatoes because I'm like, I didn't know this is what fruits and vegetables and foods should taste like, like in their natural environment. And it's definitely a lasting impression. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that 85% of the nutrition has been farmed out of our soils. And this is why the food just doesn't taste that good anymore. Right. And so when you have fruits and vegetables that are grown in fresh nutrient dense soil with really good microbiome, man, it's a whole different experience. And anybody that's listening that's a chef knows that if you want to have a successful restaurant, you just get the freshest food. And some of the chefs will actually have herbs and sprouts literally growing in, in or they're delivered fresh every day. And, um, and that's how it works. So what, what about you, Kushi? What was, it, what was the food like for you here? Um, I think it was amazing. What was most striking to me was how many colors I was eating every single meal. Uh, all the way from purple to orange to yellows to reds, everything was on it. So I felt like that kind of variety is so hard to find. Uh, living in New York City, also living a busy life, like you're not able to, you know, kind of fend for yourself and find all of the ingredients on your plate every single day. Uh, but that's what I felt like over here, and it it cleansed me. Like um, I felt like my energy levels were higher. I was even happier. Like there was there's a difference between how how like um, excited I feel about things just being here and how creative I am and I think food has played a very tremendous role on that as well okay yeah I wanted to say I don't think you and I have ever laughed this much yeah we've been friends for a while but the amount of laughter we've had like even just an hour ago I'm like I feel like people up here like from far away from where we're at can hear us laughing because we were just (laughs) in such a great mood and energy and I never realized okay food has a big impact on my energy and I think for a long time, I tried to deny that to myself. I'm like, oh, but food feels good. It tastes good. I'm like, okay, but I want to feel good. And you can find food that tastes good and makes you feel good. And Kushi, you were also an athlete, pretty mm-hmm. high level, swimmer. So what was the difference? Um, do you see this food uh, being good for high performance as well, these raw living foods? Absolutely. And I think it reminded me of the fact that like veganism is, uh, isn't as, I mean, Protein isn't as important for athletes or like if I were to say that in a different way, I, w- I would want to say that veganism can solve a lot of your problems um, that you don't even know you might have. So, for example, like if you are getting lethargic in the middle of the day, uh, going towards the veggies and the fruits is probably much easier on, a, on your digestive system than something that you got from like a packaged, uh, you know, bag that you can't even pronounce half of the ingredients for right so that's what i mean that i felt like uh being an athlete i've had a similar diet before and then when i wasn't an athlete i went to different kinds of foods uh but it felt like and i while i was working out with eloisa uh in the gym downstairs i felt like i was being able to utilize all of the nutrients that i had that morning into the workout yeah and, and for people that are entertaining the possibility of coming to Mountains of Hope and, and beginning their healing journey and their transformation, it's, you know, this is, we do a really, it's, it's about fresh food. It's about nutrient-dense fresh food. And it is, it is a, it is a um, it's, it's like a nature's culinary masterpiece. We have gourmet plant-based cuisine 
high level and, and lots of things that are actually living foods and these juices and stuff. So I know Lindsay, you're gonna go home and do green juices, I heard. I am, I already ordered a juicer. Oh, did you? Yeah, I ordered one so Fantastic. I have one when I get home. Cause I mean, I didn't realize how easy it is to add that into my meals. Like awesome. just to have that added with my breakfast or lunch, like that is yeah. so easy. And one of the reasons, see my transformation began with these high vibe foods back in 2011. My health was all messed up. And so when we're actually able to clean out the digestive tract and put in these high vibe foods, they're literally increasing the electromagnetic frequency of the cell. And that combined electromagnetic frequency of the cells rising creates a space where deep emotional traumas can then come up whether you know they were there or not. And that's where the true healing begins. And I think this is where Mike wants to take over and ask some questions about your guys' healing and what you experienced. Well, I'm curious. I know you both did Oliver's breath work, right? And did you do the Soma breath work as well? Okay. So we had two breath work sessions. You guys did Oliver. What was that like, the breath work, not the second part, but just the breath work alone? What was that experience like for you, Lindsay? So during the breath work, I actually felt more powerful and strong than I ever have before. And I almost felt like it was my subconscious letting me know, like, you are stronger than you believe. Because a lot of the times when I first got here, I was very, like you said, in my head, um, very nervous to try new things, afraid of what what's the worst that could happen. And I think in during the breath work, I realized, like, the worst that can happen is that I'm here and I did it. Like nothing right. bad is going to happen. There's plenty right. of people here to make sure I'm, I'm doing okay. And it was crazy because at the end of the breath work, he told everyone to let out a scream. And even though I was so happy during the breath work, when he told us to let out a scream, I let out a sob, but it felt relieving. It was like I was letting go of that version of me that's always like, you can't. And it was like all that was left behind was, okay, you can. Beautiful. Gushy? Um, I think I had a very similar experience uh, in terms of, how impactful every breath was and uh, just the intensity and changing that intensity was um, changing the way I was feeling um, all the way from like introspecting on what my body was going through at the time. So physically I was feeling a certain way, but to translate that emotionally and bringing back memories from when I was a child, I don't know how that happened, but I feel like I met a younger version of me and I said this before, yeah. um, I, I was thinking about like stuff that I've never thought of, thought of before. You know, it's not like memories that were like just right there. It was from way before and I was like, I didn't even know I had this memory, but I know that this has happened. And I met that like inner version of me where I was experiencing forgiveness for people that I am not in touch with anymore because I just felt like I was letting it all go. It felt like a weight had like lifted off with every breath being released. So yeah. that was a very like, Genuinely, it was a very, very moving experience. Yeah, I, I think I think the holotropic breath work, we get into a different reality mm -hmm. <clears throat> and a different time and space, and then all that comes back, you know, and I probably what you experienced there. Yeah. So part two of Oliver's holotropic breath work was the ice bath. And Lindsay, when you were walking down from the monastery to the swimming pool next to the ice bath. What, what were you thinking? What were you feeling? I was thinking, what is an excuse I can give myself to get out of this? <laughs> I was like, I need an out. <laughs> Truly, I was so scared at first. Yeah, and you did it. I did it. I think that was that, that like lasting limiting belief I had before the breath work. And as I was walking down, I was just kind of thinking to myself like, okay, you 
you know there are things you can do to step out of your side of your comfort zone. You know there's things you can do to expand yourself. And so often you're like, oh, but I can do that later. I don't have to do it this time. I'm not ready. And I had this thought, I'm like, okay, but if not now, then when? Like here is a time and a space where there are plenty of people around that are, you know, loving and caring and there for me and supporting me. Like when is a better time to step outside of your comfort zone than when you have the opportunity right in front of you? And I think often the universe gives us experiences and we're like, oh, but I'm not ready. But you're never going to be ready until you do it. And once I got in, like it, it was terrifying at first. And I was really grateful that Tim said he would get in with me. I felt like that was like the little bit of support I needed. I'm like, okay, I'm not alone. And then Kushi said, wait, I'm coming too. Um, and once I was in for like 15, 30 seconds, all I could think of was like, okay, my first thought was I can't do it. And now I'm like, I'm doing it. And then as I got out, I'm realizing I did it. And then everyone was cheering for me. And I realized what a beautiful experience that I'm honestly never going to forget. Yeah, that was powerful. While you were in there, okay, I guess you got your inspiration from Tim jumping in, other people cheering you, but I read a book a long time ago called uh, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, and so I applaud you for that. I know that was a big deal for Thank me. you. I was really, I was really scared, and I, even after, I was like, oh, man, but I still had like a lower time, um, and then Oliver and Kevin came up, and one of them said something like, yeah, but you were the most scared, so he's like, so that had the biggest impact on you? Yeah. And Good I really point. appreciated that. Point. All right, now we have the ice woman here who stayed, <laughs> who wouldn't come out. Uh, uh, so, so I don't think you were feeling any fear, or maybe a little. I have you done it? Have you done an ice bath before? I've never done an ice bath, but I have swum. In oh, that's an right. Ice pool. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that's yeah. yeah, that's worse. But so you had a little anxiety, a little fear, mm -hmm. and you jumped in there and you stayed in there for ten minutes. What was that like? I did. Um, so similar to Lindsay, when I was walking down these steps, I was going through like uh, multiple emotions. One was obviously fear. One was I was nervous. The other was like, but what if it's not that bad? Uh -huh. What if it's just in my head, you know, like, or what if I can like detach myself from all of the physical responses that my body is feeling? Because feeling cold is like, I can't control that. Uh, my body will shiver. I will get numb. But what I can control is how I act on it. Um, and so my mom actually gave birth to me without squeaking at all. She didn't make a single like face, like she didn't grimace or anything like that. And she said that I wanted to give birth in meditation. Mm. So I was like, if she can wow. give, if she can do childbirth, I can do three minutes. Yeah. Um, and then I, I went in there. I was like, let's, it's just an experiment. Like the worst thing I'll do is like, I can't do it without an expression. I'll do an expression and I'll gasp or whatever. But I was able to do the first part. So I was like, okay, on to the next. Can I like maybe not, you know, maybe smile a little bit. And I started smiling. And then I saw Tim eating ice and I was like, what is he doing right now? And then, so I had a lot of thoughts in my brain. And I was like, I can also tell that my body is now um, going through the memories that I had when I was a swimmer. Mm. Because I remember when I said this to you guys uh, while we were in there, that I felt like pain is weakness leaving the body. Mm. And everyone should live by that because 1% better, right? That's what everyone's goal is. Every single day is self-improvement, self-actualization, reaching your true potential. Um, and I feel like visualization is also something that I was trying to do in there because while it was an ice bath experience, you can use that to maybe go on to another experience, which is like, okay, how do I like solve this problem in my business? Or like, you know, another problem or something like that. 
So that's how I made it to three minutes. And I realized that after that time was insignificant. It was just the clock ticking. And I was like, let's see. And then 10 minutes, they were like, you got to get out. Yeah, they made Otherwise, you get, you made you get, get out. You might have stayed in. Well, we talked about the food and the nutrients and all that stuff. And, um, well, you know, you guys got a little bit of an education on gut microbiome and how important that was. Can you just comment shortly on that? Yeah, I definitely realized how much my entire being and my entire life is affected by my gut. I didn't realize my happiness, my serotonin, my dopamine, um, my sleep is all affected by my gut. And I've always, something I've ever thought about is like to look within. And you talked about how you had, you realize I have to start with the innermost part of me. And I've always been so focused on the outer part. I really realized, okay, wait, what if what I'm missing is the internal? Mm, good point. Kushi? Yeah. Um, so I think, what, and we've talked about this in a spiritual context, but like when you're happy on the inside, you're happy on the outside. So Similar to that, I feel like when your body is happy on the inside, it's also going to glow on the outside. You're going to have better hair, better skin health. Like all of that is just going to show um, through the health of your internal being. And I think I learned a lot. I did not actually know how important gut health was before this. Um, all the way from how like artificial sweeteners are probably not good for you because they don't get absorbed in the gut. Or like the, um, the combination of food. You know, for example, like maybe not drinking water because then your food won't get absorbed or like enzymes in the in the mouth will break down certain foods and then that will cause better digestion later. I did not know all that. So thank you. Awesome. That was very enlightening. So the food stuff is great and energy, but our main goal here literally at Mountains of Hope is to get people to crack their hearts wide open and be a fully realized human being, not just always doing things. What was your biggest breakthrough here? So actually on the first day, Mike, you said the emotion that most people don't realize they want is contentment. And for the longest time, I think what's held me back the most, and I better not get emotional, <laughs> is ahead. I've always looked at myself as like a self-improvement project. Like how can I be better so the world likes me? And like how can I make sure that people love me? And I, Kushi came to my room last night because I was sobbing. And I was like, you know what I realized? Like I love me. I'm really happy. And I love everything I do. I like how I do it. I like that I'm not afraid to be like, okay, this one's not for me. But I like that I also get terrified and I'm the one who's not afraid to scream in the ice bath. I'm like, I realize from being here that I do love myself. And it's weird because sometimes you have to step away from your environment and do something completely different to realize like, okay, maybe I wasn't that broken like I thought I was. So thank mm, you guys. Awesome. Period. Awesome. Look great. It's beautiful. What about you, Kushi? What was your biggest breakthrough this week? Um, wow. I, th that left me a little speechless. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> can I have a minute? Actually, sure. maybe we could go to the next question, but I'll think about uh, that one. Yeah, sure. Let, it, let, it, let me say something about Lindsay that I saw um, speaking to this. Is the in the first day in the ceremony that we had, um, the shaman was giving everybody repay, which is um, tobacco up the nose. And you had enough self-love, enough self-respect to say, no, this isn't for me right now, and, and step away. And so that takes amazing courage, too. 
Okay, so I don't see that as weakness. I say, hey, there's a person that's willing to stand up against peer pressure, although there wasn't peer pressure, but there was assumed peer pressure, and say, no, this isn't for me, though. So I I applaud you for that. What was that decision like for you? And I think that was what was so beautiful is that I realized everyone allowed me the space to step away. No one was mad at me, even though my internal voice at first, everyone's mad at me, and everyone was like, no, I applaud you for that. I commend you for that. And I think seeing how everyone like accepted me for stepping back, made it where the rest of the retreat, I was so comfortable be like, okay, well, if I want to say yes, now I know they've got me either right, way. Right. And Probably what you didn't know is that what you did was very profound for everybody else. Yes. And there's going to be other people now that saw you and they're going to come into these situations and they're going to feel that maybe what the, everybody else wants them to do is not what's best for them, and then now maybe they're going to remember that experience of you, and then not do that, right? Thank so you change people, yeah, Thank just you. by Leading by your by, by, by your courage. action. You gave, you gave them permission slips to be themselves, their true yeah. authentic self. Thank you. I mean, I feel like everyone here gave me a permission slip to be myself. So beautiful. Thank you, Kushi. Did you get back to your? Did you figure out what your breakthrough I did. was? I did, was I there did. tears involved? Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, in a lot of ways, yes. Um, I think. That's one I want to commend her because I've seen her grow, um, not in ways that like that you were in your head before. I don't think that, but I think you've found a little more about yourself here, um, and you're also more accepting towards all the parts of yourself, which I think is so beautiful because people take decades for that kind of you know self awareness and realization. For me, I realized how um, how simplicity is happiness. Um, how going back to the roots, whether it's like just taking a walk, um, mm. sitting by yourself, connecting with nature, the four elements mm. um, thing that we do in the morning, all of those things are just what a human needs, really. Like, right. as much as I live in New York and you're supposed to be an A type personality to be there and like to make it, and you always have to be part of the hustle culture and always be productive, you don't. No. You, you can like be present, right. you can be relaxing, you can take time off and you can then get back to it and then contribute it with full force and you'll be more in it because then you won't be burnt out. And I think just those, I, I went on walks with you, I went on walks with both of you, I went on walks alone as well. I just found different versions of myself. Mm, um, so all the way from the food activities, spending time, uh, being present, I think, was just so beautiful. Did you guys use the infrared sauna? In the... We did. Okay, yeah. so, so, and did you pour the water on the rocks? and he got did. Super... <laughs> I actually did later, I did. Yeah. Oh, you did? What was that like? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was so afraid that my, I was like, oh, my gosh, how hot can this be? It felt so good. Yeah. I felt like everything I didn't want was just, like, pouring out of me. Yeah, you had an aversion to heat and cold, and you mm-hmm. did both. Yeah, I was a very, before I came, I thought I just only could do mild. I was like, keep <laughs> me where I'm comfortable. And now I'm like, oh, wait, I can do a lot more than I th- thought yeah. I could. And I realized, I used to think like, oh, like the sauna, is it called a sauna? Yep. It's going to be miserable. I'm like, oh, wait, I actually love the sauna. And yeah. I would have never known that. I'm, I'm going to go home and look for saunas. <laughs> and not only did you build your immune system through resilience, you also built your self-confidence. Yeah. That's yes. really cool. Beautiful. How about you, the sauna? Um, I think both the ice cold bath and the sauna uh, were putting your body through different kinds of experiences. Um, and I've done this when I used to be um, like a swimmer. I actually have done an ice bath before because it's really good for like releasing lactic acid after like training and stuff. And they do it 
prior to competitions just so that your body is in like the best state to kind of go for it um but the sauna was very like to for me i don't know maybe it's because i'm indian or something i'm more better at ha- handling heat so right. for me it was a very like nice experience i felt right. like i was like in a spa right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just being relaxed yeah yeah well, i understand the heat because i've done a lot of bikram yoga and uh-huh. bikram was from india so yeah um i'm gonna ask about i'll ask about the fire ceremony and then i'll let tim ask about the cacao ceremony so the fire c- ceremony was your first day mm-hmm. what was that like for you and so i think that was probably a pretty transform transformative um time for me because it was when i stepped away and first I had that moment of, okay, everyone is mad at me. And then I had the talk with Kush and I was like, wait, it does, even if everyone is mad at me, I'm not going to have a good experience if I'm thinking about that. And then to no one is mad. And everyone was so loving that I stepped away during the rape part. And when I came back and the shaman gave everyone a blessing, um, I thought she said the same things to everyone. And I found out she did not. And she said, uh, when she gave me like a kiss on the forehead and said for you a lot more love for your own life Mm. and it's crazy because I left and at first I thought she meant like a lot more love in my life from other people but then I realized no I think what she meant and I my intuition was telling me for me to love my life and I realized I have so many amazing things in my life and including this experience be able to just to be able to be here and I was like oh for me to recognize the love I have in my life beautiful beautiful how about you um for me it was what, it was like two, three hours. Yeah. Um, I think I went through different kinds of emotions. Uh, one was obviously trying to kind of take in how beautiful and cultural it was to see them and uh, like, you know, blend into Colombia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other was to try to like comfort my friend because I knew she was going through something uh, and try to be there for her. But then also have another experience where I was connecting with the nature and where I was and with all of the energies that were around me. Um, and then with my own heart, when I did, uh, rape, where it was at first, I was like, why is everyone crying? Um, and then I realized, no, it's a physical response, but it's so beautiful because you never, you don't realize how effortlessly it like transitions into an emotional response where you're present and you're going through like a multitude of emotions. Uh, but at the same time, you're very okay with being okay with it. You know, you're just like, okay, I'm going to feel it. I don't have a choice but to like be like, no, I have to be strong. No, I don't. I'm being strong by releasing it, by yes. fully feeling it. And also like, um, it was very inspiring for me to see that like, it wasn't just women. I felt like all of the men in this ceremony were also very in touch with their emotions, which a lot of the times you don't see. So that was, I think, commendable. Beautiful. Awesome. All right, so now it's the last day and now we had the shamans and the beautiful music at the mm-hmm. cacao ceremony. What was that experience like for you? I actually didn't get to go to the cacao well, ceremony. Well, neither one of you did. I know. Oh, that's right. Okay. Neither one of you guys could go but to But I will tell you from my room, I felt so sad that I couldn't be there because yeah. I could hear the energy from my room. Wow. Like I was, you know, going through a little bit of a detox mm-hmm. right, and right. while I was in my room, I could hear the singing. I could like feel the dancing. I'm like, wow, they're having an amazing time. Well, yeah. I forgot you guys didn't go. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're going back to New York City tonight, and mm-hmm. you're going to meet someone that you're close to tomorrow or in the next few days. What would you tell them about this experience? I would tell them that if they think that they're not the right person for this, they are. Before I came here, I called Eloisa, and I said, I don't know if I'm the person for this trip, 
I don't know anything about wellness. I just take pretty pictures on my Instagram. And she was like, as long as you're open, you're the right person. And when I got here, I still was so nervous that what if I wasn't the right person? And then I realized this was the right experience for me. And I think it's the right experience for everyone. Yeah. So, you know, I talk a lot about moving from the head to the heart. How's that been for you this week? Amazing. I think it taught me there are two types of strong. There's a strong that I thought I had to be. I'm going to get emotional again. (laughs) And the strong that I am. There's like, you know, there's different, there's two different paths to everything. And I always thought I had to follow the path that I thought was correct. And I realized my path is great. And just because someone else is strong in a different way doesn't mean I'm not strong in my own way. Just because someone else loves some way I can love the way I do. Um, and I feel like I am leaving with so much more appreciation for life, but also for myself and appreci- appreciation for like what I've went through. I think this whole week I've grown almost like, like proud of what I've been through and the fact that I get to be here. Well, we're proud of you too. Thank you. Awesome. Cushy, how about you moving from the head to the heart? Um, yeah, a lot of, I mean, I felt a similar, uh, I had a similar experience in terms of like, Every single day was contributing to me becoming who I'm supposed to be. Um, when I go back, I've already talked about it to all of the people back home. And I don't think that there's, like she said, there's a definition for a person who needs healing. I feel like anyone's who's, anyone who has lived life um, has gone through something. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going through something that you know nothing about. Um, what we can do is practice compassion and kindness for ourselves and for other people. And when we do that, we heal. Um, anyone who's broken will not be able to heal someone, but someone who has love can always give. Yes. That's what, that is my biggest takeaway. Um, you know, I'm going to tear up, but <laughs> I felt like um, a lot of stuff that I've gone through in the past with family and like, stuff that I've blamed my parents for or, you know, not having a very good childhood. I'm very grateful for all of those things because then I wouldn't have been here or I wouldn't have become the person that I am. Everyone that meets me is like, you're very mature for your age. And I always take that as a compliment because I'm like, so I have a few years ahead of me where I can still be young, (laughs) but I have the capacity to like feel more, to, to empathize with people, to emotionally connect with someone. And I wouldn't have had that had I not gone through all the experiences. So what I'm taking away from this is that every mistake is information. Every, um, every failure is redirection. Every thing that I go through happens for a reason. And so I'm grateful for you guys to be um, creating this space because it is truly a healing center and it, everyone belongs here. Beautifully said. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, Tim, ask one more question and I'll close this thing. Well, I just wanted to um, congratulate Lindsay for your TikTok prowess. You got like, no. let's, you, you, you like, what'd you do? You got like the yeah. best content creator on all of TikTok or some so crazy thing? I'm joining the TikTok, uh, it's called the Dream Stream, where they pick a few people that are like up and coming on TikTok every year to like, I guess, say, hey, these people are up and coming, they're making really good content. Um, and I happen to be that person for 2023. So TikTok's dream wow. stream content wow, creator. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. The first thing I did when they asked me questions, was like, well, look where I am. I'm about to <laughs> <laughs> so you just got that while you were here. Yeah. That award. I got oh my gosh. Here. Yeah. Perfect. Everything time. lines up. Awesome. What was the staff like here for you guys? Maybe we'll switch around. Kushi, go first. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think every person here has been uh, contributing to the entire experience for the better. Uh, all the way from, you know, being pampered as much as possible where I don't even have to lift a plate to um, actually listening, like not just hearing us, but listening to what we need, even if we don't say it verbally. Like I've had times where Anna or uh, Eloisa ha have been able to feel what I'm feeling and they've picked up on it and they've given me what I need in that moment. And similar for Lindsay, I'm sure but I'll let her speak to that. Um, everyone was very in touch with themselves all the way from how how um i saw everyone crying during the ceremony which i like i was like everyone's gone through something which is like and everyone's here and they're still working on themselves which is so beautiful and in the next moment everyone's laughing which means it's also so so simply like it's so easy to be simply happy uh where laughter doesn't have to be on a pedestal like you can have it on a daily basis and still be you know healing from a lot of things so it just made me feel like there's a lot of possibility for growth at any point in your life. Yeah, Awesome. And Lindsay, what about you? What was the experience with the staff like? Especially, I mean, we got involved in the ceremonies with you guys. Mm -hmm. So what was that like? This part will definitely make me cry. <laughs> I feel like without the staff, I, I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been the same. I feel like you, Tim, like walking me to the sauna when I was done because you could tell, one, I needed someone to be with me. And it was really emotional. Like you made sure, hey, I'm got, I've got your back. You're good. When I was nervous to go on the hike, you're like, hey, 630, I'm going to be here. When I had a spider in my room, hey, I got it. <laughs> um, you know, I really felt like, okay, if I was nervous, I'm like, okay, I can go ask Tim because I know he'll help me out. And you're always very oh, there for everyone. Um, Mike, I feel like you have been so comforting and so reassuring to everyone. Anytime that I'm worried about anything and you talk, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> and then Valentina, I feel like I made... A best I'm gonna cry about that I feel like I've made a best friend for life we were both crying before she left and she said the most beautiful thing she was like I hope you know that um you I could tell that you were nervous being here but by being here you lit up every room you were in and this whole time I was thinking like Valentina is such a bright light so it's mm. so cool that not only did I come here and have such a good experience but I feel like I left with like family awesome beautiful awesome well, now I'm crying, <laughs> but, it, but, but it has been a beautiful week. We're so grateful that both of you came here. It's been a um, joy for me to watch both of you grow, evolve, transform, um, and I wish you nothing but the best for the rest of your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I think you're both superstars, and you're going to continue to rock the world, so I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. And you better have us back. <laughs> oh, anytime, girls. All right, guys. So I'm going to close this segment and uh, we'll return back with a little bit more news about Mountains of Hope and how you can experience this as well. We'll be right back. I wanted to talk about Mountains of Hope, this amazing um, healing retreat center that we're building here in Medellin, Colombia. We find energy that we never knew existed. We find mental clarity that takes us to the next level. Almost everything they need to survive, whatever's coming our way, and I think things are gonna get a little tougher than they are now. Whatever we need is already within us. If you know someone in your life right now that needs some courage, send this video to them. Mounds of Hope. Mounds of Hope. Mounds of Hope. The Mounds of Hope. 
if you'd like to know more and how you can radically transform every area of your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I invite you to go to mountainsofhope.com and check it out. I really believe there's nothing like this place in the entire world. Thank you from the bottom of my heart and supporting me in bringing my message of hope, health, and abundance to as many people as possible. Will you please like, subscribe, and share this podcast episode, and I hope one day to meet you at Mountains of Hope, a place for deep healing and transformation.